Welcome back, partners, to this episode of the Out for Lunch podcast. I'm your host, Griffin McCurlin. It has been a while since our last episode, but as I'm sure you know, SAP Sapphire is just around the corner, so it's been busy to say the least. During this episode of the Adoption Series, SAP partner Amista joins the diner to discuss business technology platform, specifically architectural design, how to build a powerful BTP team, how to build strong skills in a consultant, and how to drive the most out of this platform to help customers achieve their goals. So enjoy. All right, welcome everybody to um, a new episode from this podcast. Uh, today we've got uh, Pili Anderat with us. He's from Amista, um, a partner that uh, does a lot and is long time uh, an SAP uh, partner, uh, especially known for their BTP expertise. So we're probably going to touch on the BTP topic quite a bit. So welcome, Peter Jan, and obviously Hans, you welcome as well. Um, Peter Jan, we always start this podcast with a famous question. It's an out to lunch podcast. So we want to break the ice by asking what you had for lunch, actually. Good question. And thanks for having me, uh, Yip. Um, yeah, I had a sandwich for lunch, actually. So a French baguette with some uh, cheese and ham and some uh, some vegetables on that. So I, I, I know the Belgium market a little bit because I'm from the Netherlands. Is it called a smoske? Officially, officially. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A small cool. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Hey, um, thanks again for joining us. Um, as I said in the in the short introduction, you guys are um, experts in the BTP field, right? You just told me in the in in the prep talk before we hit the record button that you've been through pretty much all the changes uh, and the developments on the BTP platform from from day one, pretty much, right? Um, and um, there's two questions I have, have uh, uh, on that. Like, how did you, um, what was your experience going, uh, seeing BTP uh, being developed to what it is today? And secondly, you guys are well known for um, doing the architectural design, uh, especially with BTP as a component very well. And I want to dive into that topic a bit. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the importance of this, this architectural design, why it's so important and what makes a good design. So um, uh, yeah, a little bit your thoughts on that would be great. Sure, sure. Well, um, yeah, we have experience with the platform since uh, since it was uh, founded uh, by, by SAP, and we went through the whole roller coaster, I would say, of, of the platform, um, with the certainly ups, but also sometimes a little downs and and some stability issues in the early days of the of the platform, long time back. Um, so, so our experience is is super positive because we see all the potential that this platform brings and we see that it, it solves a lot of the issues or it can solve a lot of the issues that our, our customers are having uh, if you look at the the strategy behind the platform it's really to have a platform next to your sap instance where you can do all your custom extensions you can integrate it with either sap solutions or non-sap solutions and all of that extension work goes outside of your core ERP system. And, and that is really what we try to do day in, day out at our customers and also to advise them through this journey because it's it's a bit of a mindset change actually for the customers. You need to really understand how the platform works and then make a decision between uh, for all your new developments, where will I do those developments? Which tools will I use for this uh, development and which is the right technology to do this development in the future? 
So from the from the architecture side, um, we we have a, a team in place that has a very broad knowledge. Uh, so a lot of expertise in SAP on-premise systems, SAP cloud systems, but then also all the digital uh, technologies that, that we use today, because we build a lot of mobile solutions, web-based solutions on top of SAP. So you really need a diverse uh, skill set to, to execute these architecture uh, diagrams. Where, where do you typically start? Like, if if you you guys are often flown in also by some of the other partners, right, to do the architectural design, especially again with BTP being component. Like, what's the magic sauce that you guys use? Why are you so good at at this? Um, what 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 are some of the steps that you take to to make this journey successful? I think a lot starts with with the team we have, and and um, we have really built up a diverse team uh, that that has understanding of all these different components that come into play, and then you need architecture people that really dive into the needs of the customers and listen really carefully. So it always starts with listening carefully to what are the needs of the customer. Uh, and also trying to adapt to their situation because not every uh, customer is is the same. Uh, they might already have some in-house skills which you want to reuse, and then you bring all those pieces together and you build an architecture that that takes the best of both worlds. Let's say so the best of uh, the SAP solution, but also makes optimal use of their existing systems, their existing team, their existing skill set, and you try to bring all those pieces together and and work out an architecture that fits really well for them. It's quite quite interesting. I, I would like to pick on on one thing, Peter, and you said it's it's a mind mind shift right or mindset change for the customer uh, whereas in the on-premise world we saw a lot of the customers really trying to do the extensibility in the application how do you drive this mind shift and what do you see as the compelling thing to get customers convinced to do the move and getting side by side and taking the extensibility out of the core where do you see the big benefits I think a, a use case that is often used is, is, of course, a lot of customers that are migrating to S4HANA or have migrated uh, to S4HANA, and they have seen what kind of a complexity this can bring. Uh, if you add a lot of complexity on your ERP system, and then you want to do some, some major uh, upgrades to, to a whole new version of this ERP platform, that brings a lot of complexity. And I think that's one of the key elements that we often use in our discuss discussion is, is to prevent this from happening in, in the future and try to really adapt and, and use those whitelisted uh, integration points that SAP provides and, and make sure that you make a clear distinction between what is my core ERP, what is my custom functionality that, that I want to uh, add. Um, it's also about training uh, the customer because the customers might know what BTP is, but they might not know what all the possibilities are or what the strengths are of the platform. So a, a whole part is also education, uh, where we, we train the customers on the platform, we explain them the platform, uh, from the technical components to the licensing to how everything uh, works in the platform. So, so it's a really broad exercise that we do with our customers. And you do that both before and after uh, sort of the, the go live, I assume, before because you want to convince them that this is the right move, but you guys probably are also very active after, right, to make sure that once it hits live that you, you, you get it running smoothly, right? Yeah, exactly. Running uh, smoothly, but also governance of the platform, uh, because that's something that we often see is also forgotten uh, on BTP, because customers are used to having a, a good governance in place for their NetWeaver-based systems. 
But then when you come to BTP, you manage your code in a different way, you manage your transports in a different way, uh, you might do the user management a bit different, the authorizations and the role management a bit different. So, so it's about managing the platform as a whole as well. And, and managing the platform is easy if you have one application on it, but if you have thousands of integrations, hundreds of applications running on it, then yeah, you need a, a real good governance structure to make sure that you keep this platform stable. Cool. When you cool. when you think about this in this mind shift, so, so, sorry, but but but, but yeah, when when you when you go into this right and, and move into this, do you see there always a natural starting point for the extensibility? Because you you said at the beginning, right, mobile is a big place. Is is it a typical starting point to have more user interfaces, different being being in a mobile centric application? How do you see see customers moving into it? So like, is it about bringing together different processes in the architecture? I'd be curious to, to see a little bit how you how you how you take this with the customers. I like the point you made on listening to the customers. So I think there's slightly a common pattern you observe in it. I think there's two types of customers, the ones that have already migrated to S4HANA and the ones who have not yet uh, migrated to S4HANA. And I think for both, the story of BTP is a bit different. I think especially for customers who have not migrated to S4HANA yet, um, BTP is really the platform that allows you to already use some of the innovations, new user experience, automations, and so on, without having already made that migration uh, to S4HANA. So I think in a lot of the cases where we come in with BTP at uh, SAP ECC customers, it's mostly around these kind of use cases where we already start using plenty of Fiori applications, uh, building interfaces with third-party systems, automations with robotic process automation or SAP builds, and those kind of scenarios. For customers who have already migrated to S4HANA, then it becomes more of a strategic platform for extensions. And, and there, a lot of our work is helping them make decision matrices, when to implement solutions on the S4 stack, when to uh, extend on the BTP platform. And, and that becomes a really a big, uh, big discussion point for those kind of customers. So what, one of the things that I, that I sort of hear in this discussion, right, is that um, if you guys are very specialized in the BTP area, uh, obviously, and I hear that you're you're putting a lot of the credit to your team. You're saying it's it's the team in place, right? And they do this and they do that. Like they're they're covering all grounds. How do you? If I'm a new partner and I'm experienced in S4, but I don't have yet the the BTP skills in house. Apart from hiring you guys as sort of a subcontractor or or as a second partner, what are some of the the first steps that I need to take in order to sort of get on the journey that you guys went on? Because where do I start? Because there's technical, there's convincing the customer, which is more of the commercial consultancy. There's services like post go live and so on. So it's a broad spectrum that you guys are covering. But what are what are some of the first steps to build a great team such as, as the team that you described? Um, I, I think what is really important is to create a diverse uh, team. Um, we have a team that on one hand is really uh, knowledgeable in all the ABAP developments and is really the, the experts in the field of the NetWeaver. 
because that stays very important and it stays crucial. There's a lot of discussion about, is this still relevant today? Yes or no? For me, that's very clear. I mean, it will always stay relevant. So we need that backbone of solid ABAP developers that understand how an SAP on-premise system works. Uh, but then you need to extend that with spe spe uh, specialist uh, skills. Um, so we have some uh, developers that are more from the web development uh, backgrounds where they have, for example, a lot of JavaScript uh, experience, Node.js experience, Java experience. Uh, we even have some developers who have Python experience because that comes into play, play when you use machine learning, for example, uh, often. That's also a possibility of the platform. Um, and then we also have our integration team uh, that is really focusing more on, on CPI, Cloud Platform Integration Services, and the integration suite and all the services around that. So you really need to build a team that has special niche skills and, and try to convince everybody that they need to be best at what they do best and not try to have a team where everybody knows everything uh, because then you don't have any expertise in-house. So we really, really try to divide our team uh, and to make sure that we have specialist skills in all those areas especially if you think about mobile for example then your developers might need to uh, learn android development or ios development and, and all those things are really a specialist skill yeah, yeah and not something that you can learn from uh, one day till the other right so it's it's really um, a, a, a journey and, and did you take some of your people on a journey to learn i mean you're, you always learn but did you take some of your let's say normal tech consultants and and taught them the skill by putting them through learning or did you actually hire that from external or is it probably a mix of both it's it's a mix of both so um we we of course hire uh, people from from other partners who are looking for a career move so that that's one um one area where we are getting new consultants but we train a lot of those consultants ourselves as well so we have some collaborations with universities and high schools uh, close to our offices, uh, where we give colleges uh, in, in their high schools so we can already train those people. We have a lot of internships uh, in our company. Uh, we also use BTP ourselves as a company. So all our planning and timesheet-based uh, stuff is, is stuff we have built on BTP ourselves. So that's a good learning school, let's say, for our new consultants that come in. They can train on our own tools, on our own software. And we use the platform really in the company uh, ourselves as well. Um, and then, yeah, from, from the learning aspect and keeping up to date, we use multiple things. We use the SAP Learning Hub. We uh, use SAP certifications uh, for people. We participate a lot in conferences, uh, either SAP uh, conference or also general conferences around web development, around mobile development, around RPA and automations and so on. So it's, uh, it's also staying current that is very important because this yeah. is an industry that moves very, very quickly. Cool. Good to hear. Maybe, maybe one, 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 one additional one on top, right? We talked now a lot about um, the, the technical skills you need to have and how broad they are and how deep, but I think there's also an element how to combine technology with business process, right? And, and I think when you said it's sometimes you do it still on, on, on the on-premise stack, on the ABAP stack, sometimes you move there. What is the mix between the technical capability to drive the decision versus the process, business process that you want to improve, right? Knowing that obviously in the technology, you also have all the smart technologies you were referring to that can be a, an accelerator using, using automation, using RPA. 
but but if you think through this in terms of balancing technology decision versus business process decision, where do you see the the line? I think it's really both that are that are, that are super crucial. Um, business process stays priority number one because that's what drives the business. So that stays priority number one. But IT needs to follow that process, basically. And IT needs to ensure that the process is implemented in, in the most optimal way. So for me, it's a combination uh, of both, for sure. Um, that's also why a lot of our training is not only focused on the, the technical uh, team of our customers, but we also involve functional experts within their domain so that they also understand what the technical team is going through with this migration and this transformation. Cool, cool. All right. Hey, we, I mean, we've been talking um, for quite a bit already and we tried to keep the, the format um, as a lunch conversation. So we need to uh, finish up our, our plates and, uh, and, and pay the check and go back to work, <laughs> so to speak. But we always want to end um, with a famous question, right? Um, so that question is, if you were able to have lunch with anybody, somebody who inspired you when you were young or currently somebody who's still with us or maybe from the far past who's no longer with us, who would you have lunch with in an ideal world? That's a really good question. And it can be everybody or anybody, right? Even if you say Michael Jackson, I don't care. But, but. I, th I think uh, Steve Jobs would be a really interesting person to have lunch with. Uh, I mean, you see what he uh, did to IT technology and how the iPhone really dramatically changed how people use technology these days. I think it would definitely be a, a very interesting lunch. Yeah, he's quite a, one of the favorites that is is mentioned quite a bit, right? And and uh, and rightfully so. He did he did change a lot of the things that we see people doing um, with technology these days in in daily life. So um, excellent choice, I would say. Cool. Hey, with that, I need to thank you for your um, your insights and your wisdom and for being with us today. Um, I feel that there's a lot more to unpack, so potentially we could tap into your brains once more in the future and see if we can continue the, the, the story and, and do another lunch together someday. For sure. Thank you for having me again. Thank no you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you, partners, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Out for Lunch podcast, and a big thank you to Peter Yan for joining us. For more information about Partner Amista or to leave us a review if you like the episode, please see the description of the episode or leave us a rating on the platform that you're listening on. Have a great day, and as always, stay hungry for more information.